What's going on, sports fans? It's Jason North, joined by my brother, Albert Bell, and this is the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. Say hello, Al. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And it's been a crazy, so you and I have been talking about doing the uh, sports podcast for a while. We have finally evolved, and here we are, and it's very fitting that we're kicking this off. NFL wildcard weekend. First two games on Saturday have been played. Epic. Epic. Last night's game was epic. Let's start with that... uh, Let's start with that shit show in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> it started out as a good game. It was a good game, yes. But then uh, San Fran's offense and defense just kind of took over that game. Uh, I mean, you can't let Debo Samuel get wide open on that seventy-five yard touchdown. It won me but money again. He did a lot. He did a lot of work on that play, though. He wasn't wide open. He had to make a few cuts, but drag route. Yeah, takes it. What seventy-nine yards to the house? Seventy-five to the yeah. house. Uh, and Brock Purdy. I mean, again. Third string, mystery relevant, last pick in the draft. And dare I say, San Fran's going to have some decisions to make a quarterback. You can't uh, have three of them. I uh, mean, <laughs> so the thing is, with, with Brock Purdy, uh, San Fran overall has not lost since October. They're on an 11-game winning streak. I don't correct. know if those were all with Brock Purdy or they still won the game that Garoppolo got injured in. Some with Garoppolo. Yeah. So Jimmy G might be on the clipboard, to be honest, if I'm San Fran. I mean, Brock Purdy has showed me enough where he should be the starter. Well, the kid's looking good. And, you know, and, and the truth is, is that he doesn't have to do it all. Like, yes, he's reading the defenses. Yes, he's making the passes. But the rack yards uh, are quite incredible. And, you know, here we are in the NFL postseason. Having a ground attack really helps. And when you've got a stud like McCaffrey behind you, which was a great move Big by signing. San Francisco. Big signing. Big signing. Yep. Uh, and then you got Elijah Mitchell backing him up. Mm-hmm. No slouch. Uh, and you've got arguably one of the better defensive fronts in the National Football League right now wreaking havoc on people. That's going to be a tough team to stop. They're, they're poised to make a deep, deep playoff run all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, they simplify the game for Brock Purdy. Again, the athletes on that team, the rack yards, good protection, good offensive line, and a solid defense kind of thought going into the game being a third divisional game we know how this can play yeah. out uh you got you guys are very familiar with each other each other but you saw the difference seattle just couldn't get it going in the second half they got a little too far behind once it becomes a two uh possession football game kenneth walker unfortunately becomes irrelevant mm-hmm. uh kudos to you gotta C- start throwing gotta yeah. start throwing and geno smith not shy about throwing but san francisco's defense was up to the task and just shut Seattle out up until DK got that garbage time touchdown there uh, with a little under two minutes left, I think it was. Kudos to San Francisco, handled business, and they'll wait now uh, and see what goes on this afternoon. Uh, And then, of course, tomorrow night, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. That being said, if you turned last night's game off too early, Mm. you woke up and checked the scores this morning, and you were probably dumbfounded. You and I were texting back and forth during that game, and I remember telling you at halftime, they look poised still. They don't look nervous. If they can get some points on the board for halftime, it could be a completely different game. What do you think? And that's the thing. Yeah, I even texted you after you told me if they can, you know, get some points here, you know, go into the halftime with some momentum. Big Mo. Got to have Big Mo on your side gotta in the have playoffs. Big Mo. Um, I felt like Lawrence, when the game first started, was a little – First NFL playoff yeah, game. Yeah, first NFL playoff game was a little nervous, and I think he just made some throws that normally he would not make if it was like a regular season game. But all games are tough, um, regardless regular season or playoffs. But that comeback, 
Uh, honestly, the Jaguars are not a team I would want to face. Well, I'm looking at that division right now, and you had the epic collapse of the Tennessee Titans. They lost the last seven. Yeah. Um, you crazy. know, they went from seven and three to seven and ten to end the season. That's that's an epic collapse. <laughs> brutal. Especially when you got King Henry back there. That tells me that they need a real quarterback. They just don't have one. And the Tannehill injury obviously didn't help, but they lost some of those games with Tannehill. Um does that put Mike Vrabel, in your opinion, on the hot seat coming into the next season? I, I, to be honest with you, the fact that they were seven and three and lost the last seven, I would say yes. I, I know Mike Vrabel, Vrabel just got rid of his offensive coordinator. Yep. Um, but if he's making those decisions already, I want to think that maybe not. Um, I think the owner's going to ride with him. He has shown things from the number one seed to not making the playoffs, so mm-hmm. they have a consistent team. I just felt like it – I don't know what happened to him. I was watching those games because, as you know, I have the Sunday – or not the Sunday ticket, the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. So I flip back and forth. You know, they do that on that channel. So I was watching some of the highlights. They just seemed stagnant. They relied on King Henry way too much. and Way too much. And they don't have a plethora of receivers. No. I don't think Tra- uh, Traylon Burks is going to be the only answer on the receiving core. I know you have – well, Traylon was playing really, really well until he got concussed, and then yeah. he missed some time. And oh, he got brutalized. I, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty dirty shot. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what kind of started the downhill spiral for Tennessee. I mean, you're building rapport with wide receivers, and then suddenly the kid that you're high on is out. Yeah. Um, Tannehill with a high ankle sprain, yeah. that's tough. And there's been people that have had opinions on whether or not Ryan Tannehill is actually an NFL quarterback. I, I look at him as a game manager. He's somebody who's not going to lose you the game, so to speak. But there, there's definitely some holes to fill mm-hmm. in Tennessee. And to your point, the division is Jacksonville's to own, yep. in my opinion, going forward for, for the years next few come. years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Texans are a mess. Nope. Um, you know, Indianapolis Colts don't know what they the heck they're doing. They can't even lose right. They can't even lose right. <laughs> <laughs> and they can blow a 34-point lead. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that's that's a problem there, too. So I think if Jacksonville stays at a course, keeps everybody together, I mean, they're still obviously playing football right now where everyone's home on the couch eating snacks, uh, wishing that they were there. So uh, kudos to Trevor Lawrence. But the one thing I noticed, I'm, I'm a big body language guy, and I was very high on both Burrow and Lawrence coming out of that draft. I said to myself, you know, here's two studs. Mm-hmm. I ate a little shit. Uh, for saying that about Trevor Lawrence until about eight weeks ago when he started turning the corner. And he certainly turned the corner. And I feel like last night's game was a microcosm of where Trevor Lawrence has been right now in the NFL. Four interceptions, a historically bad first half. Then to come out in the second half and just throw absolute darts. I got a crazy stat for you. Give it to me. I think that's the first game that a quarterback has had four touchdowns and four interceptions in a game. In a ben playoff Roethlisberger. game. Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger had him too? Okay. Yeah, they I could have read that. that stat wrong that they popped up on the screen, but, but I, I know it's the first time ever for four touchdowns, yeah. four interceptions. Roethlisberger, like if I remember correctly, watching last night, they put it on the bottom of the screen. It was the 0-2 wild card against Cleveland. So oh. it's been a while. Yeah, it was been only a while. 13. Don't expect you to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember too much but, back know, when I was 13. But. It's, it's been a while. So, I mean, but again, kudos to Jacksonville. Congratulations to uh, Coach Peterson and his guys over there. And, uh, they've got some good leadership out of Trevor Lawrence. The post-game interview, yeah. nothing but poise and giving praise to the coaching staff for kind of writing the ship, keeping those guys, uh, 
you know, grounded and not letting them lose their composure. You did see the Chargers start to lose composure. Bosa getting Bosa, two personal yeah. fouls. That's you got to see on your chest, brother. You got to keep it. You got to keep your guys grounded. That's why you wear that captaincy. And Do I what Nick does. Well, I found it ironic that he wasn't on the field that last drive very much at all. Yeah, they didn't want him on the field because they knew that if something wrong, I, I saw the false start, so I understand it was where close. his frustration was. But to slam your helmet down, well, the play just before make that, your too, point and get off the field. The play before that, too, they missed uh, pass interference and or illegal contact. Even Dungey was saying that throw to the end zone, they missed it. That could have been a P.I. People weren't too thrilled with Dungey, but I had nothing wrong with him. No, I, I, mean, I didn't find listen, anything wrong with this. I, I find it I find it hilarious that so many people want to bash on broadcasters. You know, it's people that don't like Romo. People used to, you know, bash that on That dude calls things. He yeah. predicts things throughout the game. I love Romo. The I fact did. that Jim Nance and Romo are doing the Bills game, which we'll get to later yes, on. Yes, yes. It's phenomenal. I love yeah. it. So we're swimming, swimming in Bills Mafia. So we've got some good we got we got a triple header basically on the docket today. We're about fifty minutes away from kickoff. I'm a passionate Green Bay Packer fan, a shareholder, but as I sit next to you, you're in the mafia. Yeah, I am my in ten, the mafia. My 10-year-old daughter loves her Joshy, and I'm sure she'll be rocking her jersey out here very soon. You're going to hear my wife go crazy, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here and drink my drink my IPA and eat some crackers and enjoy the <laughs> game. Um, so let's, let's start talking about today's football games. The first one, we've got the Dolphins. We've got the Bills. We just talked about it. Third time, playing a divisional yep. opponent, however – there's an element here. Skylar Thompson, third string quarterback, yeah. has to make a start. I don't even want to talk about the health of Tua Tugavaloa no. right now. Three concussions in like 90 days is some serious That's stuff. Crazy. And uh, all I could think about for Tua right now is just his health and keeping himself, you know, healthy, yeah. which is going to be tough to do. And you you can't tell me he's not having some side effects from this stuff right now. Hence, he's in protocol. So, Bills Dolphins in Buffalo. They've been going through a lot of emotions the last two weeks. Mar we Hamlin, had the, yep. the blizzard, the shooting at the tops. Yeah, a lot of lot of issues in Buffalo. Um, we as mafias, Jason, and you can <laughs> you can appoint to this. We come together. Yep. We we're definitely considered a mafia, friendly mafia, if you will. <laughs> I so and I can tell you the origin of where the Bills Mafia started. I called on a client in Buffalo. Her son was the one starting that way back when when it was simply just t-shirts mm. you know and the mafia has evolved into what it is uh today it is arguably the most passionate fan base arguably in all of sports yeah. i don't know a fan base that could pull together and rally together the way they have it, it's kind of touching um and i can't remember which player maybe it was demar himself but somebody said that if you love buffalo buffalo will love you back mm -hmm. and uh we feel that in lacrosse with the Buffalo Bandits fans that'll travel down the thruway, come watch the, you know, the Bandits play the Nighthawks in our barn. Yep. They travel really well. Buffalo is a very passionate sports town. So we got to make bold predictions. I think Josh Allen's going to light them up. I think it's going to be 34-13 Buffalo. I, I agree. I, I think the keys to the game, and I'll get your keys to the game as well, I think Ed Oliver and Matt Milano have to cause havoc to Skylar Thompson. I, I think you got to get him to scramble. Um, if he starts scrambling, you got to press Tyreek Hill up at the line, too. You got to make him lose that first step. With protection over the top. Yeah, with protection over the top. Maybe a few design blitzes because um, you, you still got to protect the pass. So I, I think 
I think a 40 burger. Honestly, I think a 40 burger on Buffalo side and maybe 20. Not impossible. Not impossible. And I was watching, you know, game day this morning and I think Mooch was saying, and it was either Mooch or Michael Irvin. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to score if you're going to win this football game. This is one of those games where if you're putting up 14 to 17 points as the Miami Dolphins, you're not even close. Nope. And that that's not just Jay North saying it. That's Irvin Michael and Michael Irvin, the playmaker. The playmaker, Michael Irvin, who had a very – I just I love when he talks about Tyreek Hill because he's like, I had to learn all the plays. I had to know how to make all the proper steps. This man could just run. It's mm-hmm. not fair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again – what him and, a cheetah. Yeah, what him and Waddle did this year was quite impressive. And I think over a thousand yards each. Each. Yards they were each. the third highest total yard duo in the league. They had thirty-three something. I can't remember. They flashed yeah. that up on the on the wall a few minutes there. But again, this is just one of those things where I think Miami is going to be a little uncomfortable all afternoon. Yeah. And Buffalo is coming from a place of emotion. Yep. I mean this this run is personal. Um, you know because of what happened with Demar. And, you know, the, the interesting situation where it could be an AFC championship between Kansas City and Buffalo would be played in Atlanta at a neutral mm-hmm. site. So I don't think anybody really wants to see a neutral site game, but it oh, is what it is. In Buffalo, it is what it is. Circumstances um, occurred. Circumstances I mean, occurred. Bigger but than a game. I, I just don't see how you can go into Buffalo right now and take on the Buffalo Bills and drown out the noise of the mafia. I, I think you, I think the Dolphins are in trouble today. Yeah, so the thing is, people will say, oh, they played them tough that Saturday game, but that was with Tua. Mm-hmm. Tua was playing the run game with Mostart. You got to remember, he's out today, too. He's out. So they don't have a running back. Um, I don't know how their backups are. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, Jeff um, Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Yeah, he's not bad. I he's mean, not a scrub. Not a scrub. I don't think he's a Mostart. Because we saw what Mostar did to your Packers that one year. We Sorry did. to bring that up. Now, I will <laughs> say this. I've got Jeff Wilson on my dynasty team, and there was a couple weeks where I definitely had to rely on him, and he paid dividends for me. So I'm not going to sleep on the guy. He could probably be a starter on some teams, but at least he does provide that nice one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami's going to have to take the air out of the ball, and I just don't see how they can do it. And, and I don't mean Deflategate take the air out of the ball. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to try to ground and TV pound. 12, they're going to have to try, yeah, going to have to try to sustain drives. And if Buffalo gets out ahead of them, 10, 14, 13 point lead, it's going to be really hard yeah. to do that. Um, at the end of the day, I think every sports fan paying attention to the NFL knows Skyler's going to have to drop back and make some throws. And uh, good luck. I mean, again, we just talked about how Brock Purdy's coming in yep. as a third stringer that nobody heard of. You heard of him now? Yep. Uh, Sky- Mr. Relevant. Yep. He's Sky- relevant now. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like Buffalo. You could be right. It could be a 40-burger, but I'm going to stick to the 34-13. Yep. That brings us to uh, <laughs> the Giants and the Vikings. Yes. Now, I hate the Vikings, obviously. That's my rival. Yep. So, let's talk with some friends last night. I really think the New York football Giants can win this game. What do you think? I do. I think if Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley can do their game, um, you got Darius Slayton as a receiver. If he can make some plays out there, um, it's going to be huge. They got to develop the run. They got to. Um, man against Justin Jefferson on defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Daniel Jones has to be clean. Um, That's just go back to the bills game. That's the key with Josh Allen too. got to stay clean. 
Daniel Jones for the Giants to win this game has to stay clean. No interceptions, no turnovers. Nope, no turnovers. I think you're going to see a special performance today from Saquon Barkley. I, I, feel, I say two touchdowns, 150. I was going to say 150 as well. You're yep. reading my mind. But <laughs> it, it, I just, for everything that he's been through, to, to come through some of the injuries that he came through, he's a very dynamic player. And I think he's going to be huge today. He's mm -hmm. my MVP. I've got the Giants in an upset 21-17 because here's my gripe with Minnesota. You're deeper than just Justin Jefferson. However, we just saw what Jai Alexander did to him a couple weeks ago. You shut that man down that and all of a sudden Minnesota's in trouble. Walk walk. They're not utilizing, in my opinion, Delvin Cook nope. the way I would utilize Delvin Cook. He's almost non-existent right now in the passing game, in the checkdown game. Mm -hmm. And we again, we just not to go back to San Francisco and Brock Purdy, but you look at how they simplified the game, get the ball into the hands of the athletes and let them get you those rack yards, those yards after the catch. That's key. And just Delvin's not doing that. So when they isolate him as just a, just a running back, I think it actually takes away from Delvin's game. I think Minnesota's selling themselves short, and I don't think anybody is a stranger to Kirk Cousins. And his lack of stepping. Like well, <laughs> no, because when it comes to prime time, my man struggles. Yeah, I'm just he saying. Sure does. I'm just saying. The lights are bright. You, you had a shot at the one seed in your conference. Oh, they're the flukiest thirteen and three team I've ever seen. A little bit. A little bit. Thirteen four now. Thirteen and four now. You, but you, they're the flukiest thirteen and four team yeah. I've ever heard. Their uh, point differential is like negative. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's weird point differential. And that for nothing, you almost got the – again, nice comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. But oh, why were you down 34 nothing anyway? Defense. You know, and Defenses so – are buggable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I see the Giants going in there, stealing a win, 21-17. Again, they're going to take the air out of the ball. They can run. This is the playoffs. You have to run the football. And I think the Giants have the edge in that regard. Which brings us to tonight's game. Ooh, that's I got a lot of points on this game. The Bengals and the Ravens. Now you know Joe Burrow's my guy. I love Joe Burrow, especially with what happened in that Monday night game. Burrow, I, I love, I love that team. Mm -hmm. I, I love their um, coach. I love what they did. Classy organization. Classy organization. So Burrow's been my guy since LSU. You know when I watch football, I love my quarterbacks. Yep, and I can kind of. Again, I'm not Nostradamus, but I could tell when a kid's going to be special. Just like, again, if you're not buying into the Brock Purdy, go watch tape. Kid's yep. doing what he's supposed to do. He's Kittle a starter. Helps too with Brock Purdy. Yes, but he's a starter. Yep. This is not a fluke. Okay, Brock He'll Purdy find a team next year if he's not starting oh, with San Oh, I think he's going to stay right where he is, yep. man. We could talk about quarterback <laughs> yep. controversies later. But Bengals, Ravens, again, to your point. Third time, two divisional teams are squaring off. No Lamar Jackson, right? No Lamar He's Jackson, out. nope. Uh, that ankle or that shoulder or whatever is bugging him is still bugging him. And honestly, mm. man, I, I don't – yeah, knee. It's the knee. I don't, I don't think he's getting that contract he wants. I, I know Ravens have came out and said we're Lamar's our guy, but how? Uh, well, biggest game of your season right now, and I, I don't know how bad the knee is. Let me not say anything about injuries because the players are injured. I feel it's obviously percent of the time they're injured. It's taken away a big part of his game, running. which is yep. running. Um, you know, and again, people have had the debate that running quarterbacks in this league just can't last forever. Nope. Um, you know, and he's not the biggest guy. So again, the Bengals, they're like the Bills 2.0 right now as far as emotions and everything yep. else that's been going on. You know, T. Higgins had to deal with what he had to deal with, even yeah. though nothing was his I felt fault. Bad for T. Absolutely. And I think that again, to to your point, the mafia. 
they poured their heart out to T Higgins yeah. too. They're like, Hey man, you didn't do that. It was you know? just a, a hit that caused something to yeah. occur. I like the Bengals in this game a lot because too. they are incredibly complete. I mean, you've got a stud in Burrow. He's got great wide receivers. That's a, that's a trio out there in chase Higgins Boyd, you know, even the tight end is starting to step yep. up now. Uh, and Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, yep. yep. And Joe Mixon out of the backfield, a dual threat running back. Dude's a, dude's a killer. Dude's a killer. Yeah. He can pound the rock. He can catch the rock. He can take it to the house. Not quite as high scoring as Buffalo because no. the Ravens can play a little defense. Yep. I like I like uh, the Bengals 27-10. I like the Bengals too. And honestly, I'm kind of – uh, torn between this because honestly, I wanted to watch that Bengals Bills game. I wanted to see what would have occurred. Yeah. So I'm kind of wanting that matchup next. I week. want the football gods to give it to us in the yes. playoffs. You know, I kind of <laughs> want to see. Uh, yeah, playoffs. Can you imagine the emotion between both of those teams? Bills, however, would be home for that game. Yes. Yes. Because they're the two seed. So it won't be back in Cincinnati. And I think that's where, if it was in the other way around, where the Bills were three, Bengals were two. Going back into Cincinnati, how would the Bills react? Because that's what they were nervous about. No one wanted to go back to Cincinnati right away. They were like, we got to take some time. We got to. Yeah. Well, Cincinnati's but, turning into a tough place to play, too. And, uh, you know. 30 to 21, by the they way. They are. Awesome. That's your score, 30 yep. to 21. All right. You're giving, you're giving Baltimore a little more points. But, yep. you know, again, you got Mark Andrews. Uh, you never know. I mean, Baltimore, again, they're going to have to do what we just said Miami's going to have to do. And you've got Gus Edwards and you've got J.K. Dobbins. Yep. They can pound the rock. Healthy J.K. Dobbins. A uh, healthy too. J.K. Yep. And they they could, in fact, pound the rock. And I think they're going to have to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to sustain long drives, seven, eight-minute drives, and get points. You can't just have those drive and not get points because the Bengals can hit you in one play. Mm-hmm. You know, so, again, and that is uh, – then that brings us – again, that was the primetime game. Yeah, that was the primetime game. And then we've got tomorrow night's game. Yep. We'll talk about oh, that. I forgot to write that one down. I'm That's sorry. Okay. Yeah, That's okay. That's okay. Yep. I don't need your notes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I but tried we, to be prepared, everybody. Tampa Bay is, uh, again, Mike Evans finally came out of his shell a couple weeks ago, won me some money in fantasy football. Thank you, Mike. Um, I just, I don't like the Buccaneers. This, I, I don't like the Cowboys either, but I think in this game, I'm going to take Dak Prescott and the boys over the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady's going to get a first round exit here. At the end of the day, a super inconsistent team in Tampa Bay. Not Tom Brady's best work. Nope. And I just think if Dallas doesn't win. Oh, McCarthy has to be on the hot seat. And there's got to be some questions, right? I, I feel, yeah, you're thir- you're, you were, what, 13-4 and four for the year? Um, I don't know if he's on the hot seat. I wouldn't say but... hot seat, but questions have to be answered for sure. Questions have to like, be answered. Like, what's going on? You're good through the regular season, but mm-hmm. you can't win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Don't run up the middle with 15 seconds of a no timeouts. Maybe you'll win a game. But, I mean, we've <laughs> seen we've seen some inconsistency from Dallas. We've seen, like you say, some questionable play calling. Yeah, that was ridiculous last year. And, I again, that, I was like, <laughs> here's the thing. Tom Brady is like a neurosurgeon. Yeah, he's, he's back there. Consistent. His resume speaks for itself. You can't give him a chance. No. I don't care if he's 55 years old. <laughs> you can't give him the chance hey, to get you. He might be playing until he's 55. I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> 55, but, you know, because I was, I, listen, I was comfortable with Brady retiring this year and just appreciating what we just saw because I don't think we'll ever see it again. I'm 42 years old. We're not going to see that again. No, we're not going to see. I know Russell Wilson said he wants to play that late, but yeah, no, we're not, but we're we're not, not at that level. No. Seven rings? No, no, no one's no. getting seven seven rings. No, it, th- I mean this is this is a 
what Tom Brady is doing, I mean, outside from some basketball players that have several, your Bill Russells, your Jordans, your LeBrons, mm-hmm. your Currys, football, that's really hard to do. Oh, yeah. That's really hard to do. It's if hard you, to repeat in football. If you have two or three of them, you're a bona fide Hall of Famer probably if you had a big part Absolutely. to do with it. So what, what he has done is remarkable. You don't want to see legends fade like crash and burn kind of fade. And, but they, he had a rocky season this year. Definitely not his best, statistically speaking. And Eight I, nine, first under under 500 playoff team in a while, I think. Yeah, since I think you got to go back to that old NFC West when the Saints and Seahawks were like yep. seven and nine. Yeah. One of those teams. And again, I think they exited in the first round because you got to have some consistency. I just don't think the Buccaneers have it. If if Dallas can get out ahead of them quickly, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. I do think they're in trouble. So here's what we got to do. We got to let the sponsors get a quick word in. Mm-hmm. And then you and I, because we're going to get ready to watch this Buffalo Bills game, but I want to come back, do another segment. I want to talk about some of the possible quarterback moves, who needs what, rub our little crystal ball, and see who might be going where. We're talking what's going to go on with Aaron Rodgers, what's going to happen with Derek Carr. Who the hell is Houston going to draft? Yeah, I don't Justin know. Justin Fields is even questioned. Chicago said they might consider trading him for the right well, he, he's a running back playing quarterback, in my opinion. He's a great athlete. Honestly, I think he should be a running back. I mean, he ran for over 1,100 yards or something <laughs> like that. I mean, hey, you can sling the rock, too. But, hey, yeah, but it's we'll not let like, the sponsors get their commercial yeah, break in again. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. Going to take a quick break. This is Talking Sportscast with J&L. Be right back. All right, everybody. We're back with the Talking Sportscast with J&L. Uh, now. Jason, we moved to the Aaron Rodgers situation, being a shareholder and a diehard Packers fan. What's going on with Rodgers? Well, so this is complicated. And the beautiful thing about being a shareholder is that we've got all our own internal information. So sometimes we actually have, dare I say, a little more accuracy in regards to what's really going on versus some of the talking heads that are just trying to pretend they know what's going on. So the Aaron Rodgers contract is incredibly, incredibly confusing. And so we've got some uh, information here to hopefully break this down and shed some light into just exactly how expensive number 12 is in regards to his future. What we're talking about here, do we want him to come back? Do we want him to retire? Here's the thing. we got to pay the guy anyway, and let's explain it. Let is, uh, let's get this. Hit us with the numbers. I'm going to hit you with some numbers here. And if you're a sports fan, you're going to be like, holy crap. Okay. So if Aaron Rodgers were to retire, the Packers owe him zero. However, the salary cap is impacted by a grand total of $40.31 million from past cash payments that haven't been counted yet. So it's called a backloaded cap cost. So $2.85 million from the 2019 restructure. $4.82 million from the 2021 restructure. $32.64 million from the two from the 2022 option bonus. So there is absolutely no way for Green Bay to reduce the $40.31 million of dead cap space. There's just no way to do it. There's no magic Drew Brees or the infamous, not infamous, but famous Bobby Bonilla contract yep. where the Mets are basically. I'll paying him until he's like 70 something. That's still going, I think. Yep. He's getting like $1.3 million a year. Something like yeah. that, which genius, genius. Yep. Uh, so there's no way, there's nothing that we can do to make this this better than a pension. The best, yeah, right. <laughs> the best case is to spread the $15.83 million to 2023 
and the 24.48 million to 2024 if he were to retire and that retirement is processed after June 1 of 2023. But the Packers are absolutely going to take a cap hit, and here's why. Number one, first and foremost, they knew this when they offered the contract. So this is not catching front. This isn't catching our GM, our front office people. This is not catching them off guard. They knew this when they did this contract. Number two, the dead cap gets worse with each new year. If Rodgers plays and then retires after 2023, the dead cap then goes to $68.21 million. If he plays after any play, if he decides to play through 2024 and then retire after that, that dead cap space goes to 76.8 million. So the 40.31 million is actually cheap. Yeah, that's not um, bad. Yeah, and then so these numbers are exactly the same if he was traded in, instead of retire. So that 40.31 million doesn't transfer to a new team. Green Bay is stuck with that. A new team would have Rodgers at the 15.79 million cap hit after uh, 2023, exercising his 58.3 million dollar option. So that's a lot of numbers. Yep. And if you weren't good at math, I wasn't either. That's a lot of numbers. It's confusing. A lot of zeros in there. Yeah. But it's kind of like the old saying goes: "It's cheaper to keep her." Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> <say>. <laughs> you gotta so, keep him at this point, right? Because honestly, he just had an off year. But honestly, I think Green Bay would be lost because you didn't see enough of Jordan Love. I'm sorry. You have not seen enough of Jordan Love to understand if he's going to be the future. And honestly, I think Rodgers is now developing a rapport with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, um, Lazard. He's had that for the last few years, though. But I'm just saying the uh, the receivers that were giving him Ajita at the beginning of the year finally stepped up towards the end. And I think that's why they went on that magical run to be last week of the season, possible playoffs. We don't want to get into that last game. I know you were pretty upset, but that was a stinker. The old, well, but I got to keep him. Yeah. The, the problem is this. And so, you know, and, and there's another statistic that I will, I will hit you guys with in just a minute. Um, it has to do with the Green Bay Packers and what their overall record has been since like the Favre and Rodgers era has begun. I mean, there's only one other team in the NFL that can understand how good that actually is. Or, or, I'm sorry, there's one team in the NFL that wouldn't think we were doing good, and that's New England Patriots. Yep. Every other team in the NFL would die for the resume and the trips to the Super Bowl and the playoff record that Green Bay had with Favre through Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But right now, let's talk brass tacks. We're talking 30 years of elite level quarterbacking. Yep. Whether you liked him or not. Favre and Rodgers. The yep. problem is this, is if Aaron is going to come back and he, he, he ate some shit and he deserved it because leadership, you can't point fingers at the rookies. You can't be mad at them for not being in the right spot. You did not spend the extra time with them. I mean, my kids play sports. I just had a conversation with Juliana yesterday about, you know, she's 13 years old. She plays travel soccer. You are at the age now where the girls that are putting in that extra work, and I'm not talking about just the practice you have during the week, but they're going outside for an hour. They're getting their touches in. They're getting their cardio in. They're hitting the classroom harder. That's going to start surpassing the people who are just doing the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Rogers needed to lead those guys back in July, in my opinion. So I had a hard time with him kind of never taking responsibility for that. Like, hey, I have a captaincy on my chest, and I'm going to go down as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen yep. as far as throwing the football. 
not well, all this those year. Hail Marys that he's yeah, had. I mean, not he's this king year. Of the Hail Mary. Not this year. And you can blame the thumb. If the thumb was fractured, that's on your throwing hand, sure. Some of those passes look softer than baby shit in that <laughs> Lions game. And we're just not used to seeing that. No, not from But Rogers, if Aaron no. is going to come back, spend time with those guys. You have to. Kristen Wa- Christian Watson needs to know that you trust him. Dobbs needs to know that you trust him. The front office listened to you. They got you involved in the conversations just like you wanted. Mm-hmm. You got your guy Randall Cobb back. It was sad to watch Rodgers and Cobb walk off that field together. Oh, yeah, with the hand behind yeah. their back, yeah. Because one of them is probably definitely gone. I don't I see think Cobb, Cobb coming back. I think Cobb either retires. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's up there because Cobb's been around for a while. Cobb's been around. Cobb is 34. Four, oh, he's 34 or 35, but as a wide receiver, a yeah. slot wide receiver, you know, he's getting he's getting up there. He was a great player, hell of an athlete. I'll never forget his first kickoff return. Game one, rookie year, took it to the house against the Saints, did the cartwheel over the DB that would yep. try to tackle him. Incredible athlete. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, we love our Packers. We love our guys. But I need Rodgers to be that leader. I need him to be present. I need him to work with those guys. I don't need to see that puss on your face. You can't have those goddamn icy glares at your wide receiver. These are kids. You need to put your arm around them. You need to tell them it's okay. Not for nothing. Gotta be a veteran. Not for nothing, number 12. I love you. But you had three seasons behind Favre before you first stepped out on the field. You've got Watson and Dobbs, and you're expecting them to be elite. 1,100-yard receivers in the first year. Right, right. And and nice recovery from Watson, too, because you remember the very first play of the season, he was wide open. Dropped it. Right through his hands. Right through his wings. Right through his hands. That's a, that is so humbling for a rookie. I, he probably felt this big. You can't see my fingers. I'm holding up about two inches. Kid probably felt this big. So, again, not to, not to beat a dead horse here, I'd rather see him come back because we owe him a lot of money anyway. Um, if he can come back, play at an elite level, to your point, did we see enough of Jordan Love? I didn't. I didn't. I, I liked what I was seeing. And you have to remember, in that Chicago game, we were 10 minutes away from that being a loss. And if that if Green Bay loses that game, they would have been mathematically eliminated. And I think we would have seen Love start for the rest of the season. Again, talking with Cousin Matt, another one of our cousins. He's a shareholder, too. He's a Packers fan. He and I make those trips to Lambeau. We talked about this. Hindsight's always 2020. I said, now that we know what happened, would you have rather have seen us lose in Chicago so Love could have got a good look? Because now, if Rodgers comes back, I can't imagine Love's going to stay. No. Love's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, and that once we get into the Derek Carr situation, that, <laughs> that I have a point that I think you know Packers fans would love to hear. Do you, like I said, we'll get into that once we talk about Derek Carr and where he goes and what happens to Adams. Because well, Adams went to Oak or Las Vegas because of Carr. Adams so, said he's going to stay. He's going to stay Adam, in Vegas. Adams did say, like, I'm frustrated. You know, I did come to play with my buddy because Carr's Carr's buddies with him. You know, they're obviously yeah. good friends. I think they godparents. They played together. Play, played together in college. Yeah. I, I think one of them somebody's godfather. Yeah. You know, they're good friends. So I know Devonte was a little jaded about that, but. There are some talking heads on the football network that said the only reason Devontae, okay, number one, that's his favorite childhood team growing up, fine. Derek Carr is your Betty, fine. But they said it was the question mark at quarterback with Aaron Rodgers, am I coming or am I going, that may have made that decision a little bit easier for Devontae. Not only that. Plus $50 million a year Rodgers wanted. Right, so could they actually afford them both? 
Jonesy already took a pay cut to stay there. Aaron oh, Jones. I love Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones took a pay cut to stay there. You've got AJ Dillon. You got two nice running backs, and Nasty I don't, I don't, I don't think they used Dillon enough this nope, year. They did not, and I um, was going to say that. Yeah, I don't think the running backs got as many touches as being a fantasy owner of Rodgers and Jones <laughs> that I would have liked to see as a Packers fan. I think you really got to utilize your running backs, and that's the bugaboo on Buffalo. They don't say they run the ball enough. I don't think the Packers ran the ball enough. They didn't. I think they put too much on, you know, I don't want to say aging quarterback because, okay, Rodgers is 39. He's still six years younger than Tom Brady, and I think he's physically better still right now. But he can listen, still take hits. Listen, that thumb is cracked. It's broken. And that, that's got to be a bitch, right? Yeah. I, I can't imagine, like, not being able to squeeze. Uh, right. And, you know, yeah. so you so you look at that last, that last game of the season against Detroit. I mean, they had the lead. They had that. They could have had that game won, and they mm-hmm. just blew it. And then there were some mental mistakes on the defensive side. Quay Walker, and good for him to reach out to that Lions trainer and apologize. I appreciate yeah, you. that was good. I appreciate you owning that young man because I've never swore at the TV as much as I swore. Like you just don't touch a medical pro- professional. Maybe he came out of the corner of your eye. You didn't know that's what it was, but man, can't do that. Kind of like that Evans push against yeah. that cameraman. Can't do that. And uh, obviously, Detroit went on to win that game. Yep. Green Bay couldn't get the stop when they needed it. Um, we should talk about Detroit, too, on this. Well, Detroit's on the yeah. up and up. Yeah, they're on the up yeah, and Detroit's up. They're a 13-win the... team next year, I think. Mm, I think so. They're, yep. they're on the up and up. I'm going to say Brown is incredible yep. as a wide receiver, and he's a little bit undersized, I think. Oh, he's he, both his, both of them are undersized. Yeah. Aconemius or whatever. Aconemius, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, again – to, to E, and again, he used to be a Packer, and we've had some engagements on Facebook. Oh, he's, he's got no quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields is a running back. He runs. Right. Yeah, that's the, that, that, yeah well, I should have put Justin Fields as a topic of conversation, <laughs> too. But that we got many podcast shows coming up, yeah, so don't worry about that. So that's okay. That. So let's talk about Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about him. Where do you think he's going? Let's rub this crystal ball, because there are some quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Yep. Um. C.J. Stroud got offered a lot of money to stay at Ohio State, though. So nil deal, I think so. Yeah. So I don't. That's that, a game you can take changer. C.J. Stroud off the board. Is he def- uh, Did he make his decision yet? I don't know, but you. I'm just saying, if if he accepts that deal, you could take him off the board. Right. Stenson Bennett. I don't know about him. He's back to back national champion with Georgia. I don't he's know 26 he's, years old. I think he's got. He's a senior. I think, he's done. Yeah, he's like he's been he's, in, he's, he's in college football for like eight years. Yeah, he's older than half the guy. He's older yeah, than Trevor Lawrence. Out. He's older than Burrow. He's older yeah. than Allen. <laughs> yeah. Like he's an old man. Like now, Mahomes out of the quarterbacks is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs. Now right again, now. I'm Brady. gonna I'm gonna put my money where my mouth yep. is. You know I you know I analyze quarterbacks. The Colts I, I already heard were out on Carr. I don't think Stetson Bennett is NFL material. I don't. I'm sorry. He's one of those quarterbacks that, yes, if you look at his way of playing, he's more of a college quarterback and maybe an analyst after I'm that. not saying he won't stick around. Maybe I mean, bench look, player. Look at Chase Daniels, dude. Chase Daniels is the richest backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> he's got Chase Daniels is he cracked the code, you yep. know, as far as I'm concerned. He's going to be healthy still. And yeah. Chase, Chase jokes about it. Yeah. He jokes about it. Yeah. Because he's what? Chargers now. Well, uh, I think Chargers, so. yeah, they just went home. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. We we were talking about them when we were watching that national championship game. Me and the me and the boys, we were talking about it, and you know, and my that buddy, was a blowout. That was. wasn't even a game. Terrible. One team showed up, one Terrible. team stayed home. I was surprised because <laughs> the, I love the college football playoff now. I think it creates more excitement, and the semifinal games were so damn good. 
And then to go into that 65 to 7 ass yeah, whooping. I have a question for you once you're done. And ask away. <laughs> so that's the question I have. If Ohio State didn't absolutely Scott Norwood that field goal, would Ohio State be the defending champs or the champs? Do you think they would have played a better – TCU's a good team. The Horn Frogs are up and up. I don't know because Ohio State blew that lead. They yeah, had they Georgia on yeah, the ropes. Yeah, they had Georgia on had the ropes. Had them on the ropes. But does that make Ohio State a bad football team, or does that just prove Georgia's a good comeback team and a good team and deserve to be back-to-back? Little, I know we're getting off car. I apologize. A little, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Georgia's elite. Yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's elite. And I love and Kirby Smart. I played the audio for you of that yeah. pregame speech, and I was ready to run through a wall for the guy. Uh, I just think Georgia's that good. Mm-hmm. Across, and it's not just one guy. It's the whole damn oh, it's the team. Whole team yep. it, the defense is good. The offense is good. Um, again, a little off topic. Yep. Back to Derek Carr. Back to Derek Carr, yes. So Indianapolis said they're out. Yeah, they said they're not interested in Derek Carr. Uh, the Jeff Saturdays, I should say. The Jeff Saturday Colts, not the Indianapolis Colts, because everyone refers to the Colts as the Jeff Saturdays. <laughs> is Jeff um, Saturday still going to have a job I, That's next year? the thing. Honestly, I think he got into a situation where he did not control. Because honestly, their record, what was their record when he got hired? I think four and five? Something like that. Well, they were, maybe they were he was in control because it was almost. But they a lost the last game. seven games too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, 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 they beat the. They beat the. Um, they won the first game. Yep, he coached. Yep, and, and then, then they shit fell the apart. Yep, and, and it, had worst scoring differential ever yeah, too. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Houston, I think he gets traded to Houston. Houston needs a quarterback. So you think Houston's going to go after? I think Carter. he. I think he gets either traded to Houston. I think. The Texans organization as a whole, with the whole Deshaun Watson situation, needs to step up their game because everyone thinks they're a dysfunctional franchise. Stephen A. Smith, I don't know if you watch Get Up, I do. First take in the morning every day. He talks about them being a dysfunctional franchise. I think they are. I think they need a quarterback. You had that one receiver on their team, which I think is going to be up and up too if they get a decent quarterback. Chris Moore. Yeah, Chris Moore. Yeah. If they get a quarterback, I, does Houston have the capital though to make a deal with Las Vegas to get Carr? Is Carr a free agent after this, or would they have to move on? No, from they're him? releasing him. They're releasing him. I heard because he already sent a letter out to Las Vegas. If he gets released, then he's a free agent. Yeah. So there is no trade. So no trade if he's released. Hmm. Um, they're trying to trade him before that occurs, though. I heard. I saw reports that they're trying to trade him. I got to imagine you can get assets for a guy like Derek Carr. Oh, I, Derek I don't. Carr's I a don't. Good quarterback. Emotional, but he's a good quarterback. Here's the problem. Here's here's and here's my. Gripe. I don't think David was as emotional as Derek. Derek cries at him dropping. No, the but I just <laughs> here's my here's my gripe, and I know some Raiders fans come to surprise. I know fans mm-hmm. from everybody. Louis, when, when they Uncle Dave. yep, when they decided to make that decision. They were still mathematically in the playoff hunt, and that was a big thing that they were kind of getting kicked around for. Like, what message does that send the locker room that you're going to bench your franchise quarterback and basically say, yeah, we're done? They made it pretty clear, like, we're moving on. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a minute. We can still make the playoffs, and you're going to put in Jared Stidham now, who basically has proven he could be a good backup in this league. Maybe he gets a chance to start somewhere, but every report that I read the, over the last couple of days said that he has done enough to maintain his position as a backup there at the very least. And depending on what move they go for, and some people tried to joke that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider, I just don't see it. 
back with Adams. I don't I, see it. I, so what? So Josh that's not, Jacobs is a free agent now. Too. Yeah, that's a big running back huge. for somebody. I mean, he led the league in rushing. I huge. believe. Yeah, that's a huge hole to fill. But if you're Rodgers. You started building this rapport with the receivers. I know what you said earlier about getting into the meeting room, working with them, establishing that relationship that you had with um, Adams, Cobb. Adams, Cobb, Lazard is gone. Jordy Nelson, yep, because Jordy Nelson was there when Rogers was first coming up. Oh my God, Roger! The receivers that Rogers had around him when no he reason was, why he shouldn't have two or three. Super I mean, Bowls. come on, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, freaking uh, James White, Jordy yep. Nelson. We had the beast at tight end. His career was cut way too short by a horrible neck injury. Jermichael Finley. Yeah. I mean, oh, just um, you want to talk about Kelsey and you want to talk about Kittle. Jermichael Finley oh, was a beast. He was that before they existed. Yep. And so that's unfortunate. But I just can't see it because, again, same situation. Rodgers isn't going to be cheap. He's going to cost Green Bay more money than anybody yep. else. But now you got Josh Jacobs who's gone. You got to fill that hole. Jacobs is a good running back. So do you? So oh, you're saying Las Vegas would probably have the tandem of quarterback running back combo to fill Josh Jacobs. But it, I it, think Houston. What do you think for Carr? For Carr, man, you gotta think of teams that need a quarterback. I'm gonna That's throw. I'm gonna throw a real monkey wrench at you. Let me guess. Falcons. No. Mm. Who's Buffalo about to play in a few minutes? Miami. Oh, man, can you imagine Carr in Miami? And you just don't know. And, again, I, I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse with the Tua Tugavaloa situation. I think one more concussion, he has to retire. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I know football's your whole life. But... There's a chance he never plays again. I mean, yeah. that's a lot. Three concussions in a career is a lot. Four overall, three confirmed. Really? Because that Buffalo game, he definitely had a concussion. Something was up with that, man. But I remember we were at bowling when he got hit in Cincinnati, and he was seizing up like he did that. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's Son with his brain happened, for sure. For sure, for sure. So for Tua, he's got to think about life after football already. And my heart breaks for you. I mean, yeah, it this, does, yeah. what is he, 24 years yeah, old? Yeah, 24 years old. Like, football's your whole life, and now it might be over. My heart breaks for you because, again, in – did Miami mishandle that? We don't know yet. We well, think they might have. Someone got fired for it. I just saw a report that Miami's considering keeping Tua next year. They they twenty sh- million cap hit if they release him, or he's worth twenty million if he plays. Mm. Mm. I mean, but if I'm Tua, not just if I'm Tua. If I'm his mother, I'm his father, I'm his wife, his best friend, girlfriend, whatever he's got. Back, I'm really scared for you. I'm scared for you because, I don't know, I'm old enough. Muhammad Ali was the greatest boxer ever. And look what all those shots to the head did to him. Basically killed him over time. Yeah, CTE is real. um, You know, and for me, again, my heart bleeds for the guy. Are you just a ticking time bomb for CTE now because of everything you hit? So that's why I throw Miami in there. I mean, Houston definitely. Definitely needs a quarterback. Needs somebody. Miami, pending on Tua, needs a quarterback. I got one more team here that might need a quarterback. I'm trying to think really hard on this. Does Chicago, yes, if they get offered the right deal, make Justin Fields a running back and try to sign Carr or trade for Carr? But not only that, Justin Fields has to agree to that. Yeah. And that's not Hey, easy. we're thinking of moving you to a running back position. How do you feel? You rush for 1,100 yards as a quarterback. Or, no running backs do that. Or does he become <laughs> the next Taysom Hill? Oh, a tandem, dual threat, yeah. running back, right. receiver even sometimes. Right. Hell. right. I mean, that's that's the thing. 
and I've had conversations with some guys and we've a good buddy of mine. He played quarterback in high school. He's got his reservations about, you know, mm-hmm. there's certain intangibles that quarterbacks need to have. And sometimes being an elite athlete just isn't enough. Justin Fields is an elite athlete. I'm not sure he's an elite quarterback. So would it make sense? And then if you change, because we all know quarterbacks get paid a lot of money. So if you're not a quarterback anymore, that definitely changes your financial landscape too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could be right. Chicago, if Houston. Justin Fields ain't your guy, Houston, Miami, simply due to injuries. Um, and then again, what's San Francisco going to do? Yeah. I, I cannot see. If San Francisco, after everything he's done, Purdy. doesn't give this job to Brock Purdy. It's not a Purdy situation. Dude. <laughs> I I would shit my pants. Yeah, Brock Purdy deserves it. Mr. Irrelevant to definitely relevant. So now what do you do with Lance? LeBron James even shouted him out last night. Yeah. (laughs) But Brock Purdy is for real. I mean, if you watch, watch the film, watch the games, he's reading the defense. He's poised. He's poised. He's put, what do you got to lose? I'm the last pick in the draft. Nobody believes in me. This is perfect. There's no pressure. He's on a seven game winning streak. There's no pressure. They're on 11 in a row, San Fran. Honestly, do you want to give our Super Bowl predictions? Oh, you want to already go Super Bowl? We got a minute. Go ahead. Who do you got? I got Bills 49ers. Yee. And I, what, who's winning? Bills. <laughs> this two is... best scoring defenses in the league, two best scoring offenses in the league. I'm having a hard time with this. Because, again, it's the NFL playoffs, and I you think, just never yeah, know. It's wild card weekend. But we got ahead of ourselves. I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, very well, <laughs> it very well could be. But, yeah, there's no way in hell. If San Francisco doesn't give Purdy the keys to the bus, I'd yeah. be super surprised. So now, what about Garoppolo? He's got a winning record. Trey Lance is the big question mark there as far as I'm Trey concerned. Trey Lance, if he comes back healthy, what do you do with him? Do you try to trade him for assets? Mm-hmm. Do you try to get some picks for him, or do you try to get the running back situation is good over there? They Very got, good. Yeah, they got they McCaffrey. Got, yeah, McCaffrey. And Elijah yeah. Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, And I yeah. think they're both under contract for the next year or two, so I think that's good. Oh, that's locked up. Honestly, I was kind of disappointed. Just to go back to my bills for a second. They were kicking the tires on McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. They just didn't find the right move. And honestly, I think James Cook. I was going to say, I think Cook is your future. Singletary. I, I, I think Singletary is going to wind up complimenting Cook. Yep. Naheem Hines is probably going to be your kick kick returner. If they keep him past yeah, this year. Yeah, if, if we keep him. But, but so, not, we're not talking Super Bowl picks. I'm sorry. But I think Bill's 49ers. But we'll get into that on another episode. On but. another episode. Well, I mean. That's all we've got for today, sports fans. Albert and I are going to pop the tops on a couple more cold ones. We're going to get really comfy. We're going to throw the Buffalo Bills on the big Go screen. Go Bills! And we're just going to watch football all damn day. And then, hey, if you've got Hulu and you've got the ESPN Plus, Rochester Nighthawks first New York Riptide, 3 o'clock. Let's go. Hottest show on turf. Nighthawk Nation in the house. Proud season ticket holder, 4-0. Beating people up. Next I'm episode, you, we'll talk Nighthawks. Box if lacrosse. People. If you're like, what is box lacrosse? Don't worry. Elbert and I will be here to give you a little education oh, we'll on give that. You some 411 yes, on that. we will. People, thank you so much for listening. Yes, I'm Jay. You. I'm AJ. And we're out of here. See you next time. Thanks <laughs> right. for listening.